It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> It's Tuesday night. It's 9.30. It's time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Welcome to the show. I am one of your hosts, Steve Sampietro, otherwise known as Sam Pete. It is Tuesday, March the 29th, 2011. It's approximately 9.31 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we have a great uh, little show for you. We're going to do a little show. Uh, we're live, so if you want to give us a call, talk about anything in the world of sports, but mainly the NCAA tournament, or maybe the Knicks, or maybe your favorite baseball team, give us a call at 424-220-1817. Get that out of the way, because we are live. And bring in my co-host, the man, the legend, the myth, the Calpino, the man who is in charge of the Girl Scout cookies in the Calvi household, Mr. Brian Calneva. Calvi, what's up, buddy? Well, it's interesting that you bring that up, Steve, because I just took a very important call not two minutes before we went on the air. We saw that. And and you, I have to tell, you took this call with the urgency. I, I said it before. I'm going to say it again. You took this call with the urgency of the president picking up the red phone in the Oval Office. You were like, I got to take this. I, I got to take this. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm like, we're two minutes to the show here. And the phone is ringing and... and... We're about to go on on live, and, and I had to take it, and it was a Girl Scout cookie call. You went Shatner in uh, in Airplane Two, and they're blinking and buzzing and flashing, and they're blinking. Uh, so, what was the Girl Scout? What was the Girl Scout cookie call? What was the urgency at oh, at nine thirty at night on a Tuesday? It's a very important uh, situation. I brought the I brought the Girl Scout cookie form into work because I tried to help my daughter out. Yeah. And that's an industry standard move. That's an industry standard move. Right. And and let me tell you something. You bring a Girl Scout cookie order form into an office, it's as if you're walking in with gold. (laughs) Or crack. Or gold crack. (laughs) Literally. So needless to say, I sold 150 boxes. (laughs) In 12 minutes. Well, that's the funny thing. I kind of gave it to somebody and said, here, you know, pass this around and, and let me know how you do. Right. Next thing I know, I'm on the hook for 150 boxes of cookies. So somehow I got to transport them in tomorrow. But but the real issue, and this is why I took the call tonight, 
is there was a miscount. Uh-oh. There was a miscount. Uh-oh. And somebody who ordered two uh, trefoils and one tagalongs got two tagalongs and one trefoils. Wow. I, I, I'm speechless. I mean, this is this is a, a situation. We're at DEFCON 4 here. What does it take to go to DEFCON 4 at the Girl Scout Cookie headquarters? Is this it? You 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 sit there and you mock <laughs> in the safety of your own home. You're not the one that has to hand this woman two tagalongs and one trefoil when she wants the other way around. That's a very fair point, pal. That's a very you better you better go armed to work tomorrow. Cause <laughs> I, got, I, I got a black jacket. I don't want to be the one who has to give this woman only one tagalong. My goodness, they're delicious though. They they really are very good. I, I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, what is uh, what does your lovely daughter win? If she, I mean, 150 boxes, that's like the mother load. Well, it's more than that, actually, when you throw family and... and oh, sure. No, I'm just saying that was like the big hit today. That's just 150 just at work. At the work. Oh, wow. Magnificent. So is there like, do they still win a trip or something like that? No. She won a plush kangaroo. A, a plush kangaroo, you say? Yes. How How big? Um, is it a nice size plush kangaroo? It's about maybe four or five inches. That's it. Uh, yeah, big. I thought you were gonna say four to five feet. No, not an actual kangaroo. Something that she could like box. An actual plush kangaroo. <laughs> a stuffed kangaroo. But again, for a seven-year-old girl, she's over the moon, and that's all I care about. That's fantastic. Well, uh, now that everybody has uh, gotten uh, Cookie Gate out of the way, now that we've discussed Cookie Gate. Uh, with the uh, it was probably the Mets' fault, by the way, that the order got mixed up. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it probably sure. had something to do with either the Wilpons or Omar Minaya, or maybe Luis Castillo. Yeah, the box was blue and orange. And did did Luis Castillo take the order? No, no, no. I mean, it was it was an Oliver Perez order actually. Four two four two two zero eighteen seventeen. The number to call. We are live, and uh, of course, this will be available via podcast. Uh, about 15 minutes after the show. So, um, you know, hopefully uh, you folks are subscribing to our podcast. We may be going all podcast in the near future, Cal, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We might have a very big guest next week, Cal. We'll see. Yeah, we're working on a very big guest, uh, the biggest guest this show's ever known. You might want to tune in just to, just to check and see if we actually deliver. pull it off. <laughs> Well, let's get to uh, the NCAAs. Let's get those out of the way because we're going to talk. And uh, I want to talk to you about baseball, Cal. The season is upon us. It's baseball week. It does not feel like it. It's forty no. freaking degrees. No, and they're calling for snow here in New York on Friday. Shut up. Serious. Come on. Yeah. Uh, that Good. that that Yankee home opener on Thursday will be great. Good idea. Let's keep opening up in the Northeast. Well, no, that'll be good. They'll get the they'll get the home opener, and it's game two that might be uh, nor'eastered out. Right, but Cal, how many, how the Mets open? First of all, they open the season on a Thursday and a Friday, which is unheard of. And we'll get well, our we'll get our feelings we'll get about yeah, we'll get our feelings about how we feel about that because there's a reason for it. Right, but the Mets open in Florida for the first time like ever. You're like, oh, brilliant! Why do they not have the Northeast and Midwestern teams open in the warm weather? Am I the only one? I mean, what? You know, Why do they continue to do this? I, I used to have that problem in football, too. Like, you'd see the Jets play Miami in Miami in September, and then yeah. here in December. Doesn't make any sense! It doesn't make sense. But in football, I get it a little bit, because the weather plays a part in the game. 
Baseball yeah. weather should not affect the game. Absolutely. And football, let's be honest, is not meant to be played in 97-degree heat. No, it's not. When I saw that Jet-Miami game, we went down there a couple of years ago for the opening game with Favre. Oh, boy. That was the warmest I've ever been in my life. Really? I, and, and you know me, Cal. I sweat. You get, you get warm. Yeah. I am, I am a uh, what they call an Italian-American, and I sweat. I sweat pure olive oil. You can make a nice salad. It's nice. After I catch a game, all right? Yeah. And it was disgusting. <laughs> Sitting in the sun in the end zone in uh, pro Miami. Dolphin player Robbie Stadium. And uh, I, 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 I wasn't moving, Cal. I was just sitting there uh-huh. with my arms on my legs, and my arms sweated through my shorts. Oh, that's nasty. With no movement. This is really appealing. <laughs> I'm describing. Let's talk about the NCAA, Cal. Yeah. My first question is, how much did you watch? I, I'll be honest. I did not watch a lot. I didn't watch a ton either. So let's just get that out of the way. Let's just feel good about the fact we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when we had Hubie on. We're not big NCAA guys. We're not. And and my interest waned the second St. John's was eliminated, which was yes. the first night of the tournament. Right. Unfortunately. <laughs> which was too sweet, as they say, as yeah. the French say. Yeah. Uh, but you got to be intrigued by this VCU uh, Butler situation. I'm really intrigued. And, and, and I'm curious, and I want to get your take on it, because... You've been hearing a lot of back and forth about how, yeah, it's great for college basketball to have two mid-majors and two under two Cinderellas playing for the right to go to the championship. Then you have people that say, ah, nobody's going to care because it's not Duke or North Carolina. And what, How do you feel about that, Steve? Are you excited that you got two scrappy underdogs fighting for a chance to, to play for the title? Well, as, a, as someone who, whose uh, alma mater is a mid-major, uh, I think it's fantastic because it, it means uh, my Dayton Flyers, who have been in the tournament and had 20, 25 win seasons. And by the way, Cal, Brian Gregory left. Oh. The coach, the coach of the Dayton Flyers, is leaving really? for leaving for Georgia Tech. Wow! There was a big uproar after. I don't want to turn this into UD basketball story, but there was a there was a big uproar after they uh, lost in the A ten uh, championship game. And then uh, played really poorly in the first round of the NIT. They obviously didn't make the tournament. 20-plus wins, et cetera, et cetera. It was pretty standard for Gregory. But then uh, Dewan Stanton, uh, a really blue-chip recruit, right after the season, left and blamed it on Gregory. Wow. He transferred and said, I'm not advancing, I'm not getting better, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So the writing was on the wall, and Brian Gregory, who came from Michigan State under Tom Izzo, after eight years at UD, uh, did a great job there, is leaving for Georgia Tech. But, uh, Cal, this is the mid-major situation is great, I think, for uh, the smaller conferences. You know, you, you hear so much about the Big East and the, the SEC and, the, you know, and, and, and it gets tiresome of seeing the same teams there all the time. I, I think it does, but a lot of people don't feel that way. A lot of people like to see the, the marquee names in there every year. But they are. They're, they're in there. Do they have to be in the Final Four? I just like the idea. This is like with college with the college bowl games, right, with the BCS. Right. There are certain teams that have no chance to win a national championship. No chance. Right. You know, like, we, well, like we, BCU. In right. This case. But we've seen Boise State in football, right? You know, go 13-0, and 14-0. They have to not only have a perfect season, 
but everything has to break the right way for them to get considered for the national championship. Right. I, I, I like that it's not like that in basketball. I like a, a mid-major like VCU or – well, VCU is actually smaller than a mid-major, right? I mean, you have to consider – that conference is – is that conference mid-major? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, it is, it's considered a mid-major. I don't even know what it is. The Atlantic – is it the Atlantic 10? I thought or? they uh, – uh, no, no, they're not in the A-10. That's, America? That's where uh, Dayton is. I thought they were in the Atlantic Coast Conference maybe, the ACC. No, they are not in the ACC. Uh, not the uh, – Shoot. Well, somebody will call in and correct that for us. But um, I don't know. What we're right. I thought it was like Conference America or something. Hofstra's in the same conference. Oh, so it's uh, it, maybe it is Conference America. Hofstra, George Mason is in the same conference. Right, and of course they made a run to the Final Four, you know, recently. Right. So. so, so you know, it is a mid-major, but maybe it's not such a surprise that BCU is playing so well in this tournament. Now, the one thing that I will tell you, and, and of the little that I've watched of the tournament. VCU has had a ton of momentum stemming from when they won that playing game. Yeah, and and this was the first year that they had the playing game, Cal. We were sort of making fun of it. I, I don't think we were alone. No. Um, you know, they're in the Colonial, Colonial Athletic Conference, Cal. Okay. The CAA, it's as it came now. to be known. Not the agency, though. Not the CAA? Not, not CAA. The agency uh, is not repping them. Okay. Um, in my former line of work, Cal, that used to be a very big thing, CAA. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, that, I was not, a I was yeah. a spy. Right. Uh, <laughs> industrial espionage. Oh. Yes. You didn't know that, did you? I did, well, that's how good you are. <laughs> so. <laughs> Even I didn't know. Uh, they, they got a ton of momentum by winning that play-in game. Absolutely. And, and we were making fun of the, the first four. Should have been more like the last war, or the four that we kind of have to put in. But let's let them play for it. But it, I think it's they and and who did they beat, Cal? Who did they beat to get in? Yeah, I was going on and on, right? I did not want to see Kansas. You know, oh le, oh, this weekend they beat Kansas. Yeah, they yes. kept Kansas out of the final four. That's right. They have my and their coach looks like he's twelve. How old is what is he's, it, Chaka Smart? Yeah, I think I want to say he's 33, or is that the Butler coach? I don't know. They're both younger than us. They're in their they're in their 30s. Yeah, they're younger by a lot. Yeah. And what have we done? <laughs> what are we doing right now? <laughs> um, wow, way to way to just destroy the momentum of our show. We are we are hosting a big time sports talk radio show on hey, the internet. Right. I now. I wrote a hit. That's what we're doing. I wrote a hit plan, directed it, so I'm not sweating it either. <laughs> uh. No, uh, Shaka Smart, obviously a well sought after coach. The Butler coach is fantastic. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, but he proved that last year, um, and and now they, you know, they're showing that last year's run to the Final Four it wasn't a uh, uh, Brad Stevens wasn't a, a fluke by any means. I think it's great, Cal. Overall, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great for the NCAA. It, 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 the tournament it means anybody's got a chance. Why does it have to be Duke or Kansas or? You know, uh, UConn. I, frankly, I'm a little annoyed that UConn's in because I think well, Jim Calhoun's uh, not the best person. Well, let's 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 talk about the other game. You know, All we're right. talking about the the scrappy upstarts, Butler and VCU. Let's talk about uh, Jim Calhoun versus John Calipari. Wow, big, two big two big time coaches. Two big time coaches. Two very controversial coaches. Two coaches that probably cheat on a regular basis. They they have been accused of cheating in the past. Correct. And uh, and yet it's uh, it's an intriguing game. 
I don't know. I you know I've never really been able, Cal, to wrap my. It's not that intriguing. You're right. <laughs> I can tell by your your silence speaks volumes. Well, but it, I, I I find it so interesting that John Calipari is the coach of Kentucky. Like he just does not sound like Kentucky's coach. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's like. Dr. Vinnie Boombots is coaching at UK. I, you know, I don't know. I know part of it is, is the fact that he's an Italian-American or whatever, but it's also Calipari's style and sort of his flash and stuff like that. Like, I could never understand how he was Kentucky's coach. I know. Well, he goes where the money is, and that's where the money was when, right. when he left Memphis. That's right. He's a, he's a complete mercenary. Uh, you know, neither one of those coaches it gives you the warm fuzzies. I heard something on the radio today that they were talking about um, even fans of Kentucky say that they're gonna if they win the championship that banner's gonna go up in Velcro because they're just waiting <laughs> to pull it down. I forgot where I heard that today, but that's fantastic. I thought it was funny. Yeah, like don't adhere it to the rafters yeah. too tightly. You're not getting anywhere. No, uh, and he's had what two? Uh, he had two of his final four appearances sort of scrapped from the record. Is that correct? Yes, I believe Calipari? that's correct. Expunged. Expunged, right. As it was, which always to me also sounded like an artistic term. Uh, look at that like, painting. Oh, from that perspective, not like uh, performance art. No, 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 like look at that painting. It, it, he used an expunged technique. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I don't know what that would look like, but I have always thought that was just sort of an artistic term. Probably because when we were kids, we made sponge paintings. Maybe. You remember the sponge painting? Your girls have had, had to have done that. No, you know what they do? They they do potato paintings. Oh, well, everybody. Potato painting is classic. That's fun. Why don't you tell the people what the potato painting is, Cal? Well, you got you cut the potato in half, right? You cut it right down the middle. You dip the potato uh cut size cut side down into the paint, and then you make a little design on the paper, and it and it comes out, you know, comes out nice. You make a design nice. Yeah. Yeah, like a little something. I remember doing that, do you? I, I absolutely remember I totally that. do. That's so funny that the girls still do that. Which is uh, weird than, you know, watching your kids do it now. Right. 424-220-1817, the number to get in on potato painting, expunging. Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scout cookies and uh, Coach Calipari, uh, who does not belong at UK. I'm sorry. I, uh, you know what, though? Seriously, Cal? I love that comment. Put it up in Velcro because we're tearing it down. Um, now, so, Steve. Yeah. Uh, give me... From the little bit that you've been watching, and again, we we both haven't watched a lot, but give me a prediction. Who do you like, VCU I, or Butler? You know what? I've sort of watched the Cinder. Honestly, I, I've avoided, you know, UConn like the plague. Um, I've avoided, you know, watching uh, UK because, again, uh, I, I'm tired of seeing the same people there. But I have watched a little of the VCU because mm-hmm. I was really rooting for them to beat Kansas. I did watch some of that game on Sunday. Yeah, and and I've watched a little of the Butler nice. And, uh, boy, you know, between Liggins and there's a lot of really good players in this VCU Butler game. But they're really, you know what I love, Cal? They're really good college players. Yes. Like, I don't know if, you know, maybe there's NBA players there without a doubt. Uh, I, I, I think the kid on, uh, the kid on Butler uh, it, it might be an, M, an NBA player. Um. But again, as as we've admitted many a time, not know. not our strong suit. It could be. Um, but I I like Butler. 
I like Butler because of the experience. They were there last year. They they came within a you know a prayer jump shot of winning the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Brad Stevens is good. He's a good coach. That that much I know. This is to, to take nothing away from Shaka Smart. I mean these these might be the two best young coaches in college basketball going head to head. And the other thing they were saying was that um, because Butler is making a repeat trip to the Final Four. Now you've got a little more credibility with the Butler program. They're going to be able to land some higher, that's right, uh, talented recruits. Especially if he stays. Right. It's you know. like Gonzaga. It's like Gonzaga about ten years ago. Yep. It reminds that's right. me a lot of Gonzaga, who uh, came out of nowhere, made a couple of runs deep into the into the tournament, and now they're a perennial tournament team. Yep. That, no, that's that's absolutely right. That's that's spot on. That, the, now the key there is if they keep Stevens, of course. But you know, if, if, all, if, if Stevens accounts, doesn't wind up at uh, UK after Calipari leaves. Well, he by all accounts, he sounds like he doesn't want to go anywhere. Well, the coach for Gonzaga, Mark Few, he stayed there all those years. Yep. Uh, you yeah. know, sometimes with these guys, especially Stevens is 33 years old. Right. You know, it's going to be there. You know, it's going to be there for you. So, yeah. you know, why go crazy? Why leave a situation where you're a god, you've gotten national attention, you're treated right. like a deity on campus? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and and you can sort of make your bones there. You know, stay there for a while, and and, and then have your pick of jobs. Well, and they'll pay you there too. Exactly, exactly. You know? What you brought to the university, they're going to be able to pony up for you. Of course. You know, he is the youngest uh, youngest coach to lead a team to back to back Final Fours. I would expect that at thirty three. Yeah, I like Butler in that game, Cal. I, again, based on my my limited knowledge of college basketball, although I will say this. Let me throw this out there because we're going to talk about the Knicks in a minute. We are. Uh, and, and, and how eminently unwatchable NBA basketball is for me, and it remains. Imminently? Eminently. Eminently. Yes, thank you. Imminently means. Like right it, away. Right. <laughs> it's going right to away, you're not going to watch a game. <laughs> That's correct. No, uh, eminently unwatchable, and how much more watchable the NCAA uh, tournament is to me. Just a pure, just a purer version of the game. Guys who try, guys who care. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, fundamentally, it's just so much more sound to me. It's amazing how you know in the NBA there's so much there's money on the line and and prestige and there's nothing like that on the well I guess there's money on the line eventually yeah. in the NCAA but I mean they're they're playing because they want to win the tournament. Yep, that's and, it. And and I mean the effort that they put in and. These kids are hungry, and, and I agree with you. I like NCAA basketball much better. Yeah, and you know what, Cal, too? There's future money on the line, maybe for a couple of guys. Right. You know, but if you take, you know, there are exceptions, obviously. If you take the U.K. team or whatever, you probably got three NBA guys on there. You know, you look at the UConn team, Kemba Walker is obviously an NBA player. Mm-hmm. You know, but for the most part, out of the 12 guys or 14 guys they have on the roster – there's maybe two NBA players. The rest of these guys are playing for the one thing that they can get. Right. That's an NCAA tournament win. Right. You know, and and I the passion is different. The uh, I just it's so much better of a game. You know, I was watching the Knicks the other night, Cal. I, I can't stand it. They're hard to watch. Well, I I mean, first of all, the, right. First of all, the Knicks are hard to watch. Absolutely. Right. But if you compare, uh, I, I think I was watching like the end of the Bucks game or whatever the other night. And then compared to what Carmelo did last night, like when he actually tried, I mean, you know, that's the effort that he should have every night. But they don't, you know? Don't, well, professionals. I mean, is that in every sport? Am I being naive? I think it's in every sport. 
Are there nights where, you know, David Wright – well, David Wright's a bad example. Are there nights where, you know – Ricky – Yeah, no, another bad example. Are there nights when A-Rod goes out there and does is not into it? You know? I don't think you can do it as much in baseball. You can – well, I think you can do it more in baseball because it's such a longer season. That's true. And you also, know? you know, when you're in the field or whatever, your your mind can certainly wander to your taxes or your accountant or your Lamborghini or or the girl in the, behind the third base uh, or, dugout or Cameron Diaz or what blonde starlet you're staying with this evening. <laughs> or if you're Jose Canseco, it can be Gotta about how. Right. <laughs> you're Jose Canseco. It'll be. It can be about how to get your brother Ozzy to uh, <laughs> to pose for you in a boxing match. Did you see this? Oh my god! Oh, magnificent! Magnificent! He, first of all, I guess decided that, like, this whole boxing match was going to be a Brady Bunch episode. <laughs> or or a Three's Company episode. Right. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, a fantastic story with Jose and Ozzy Guillen, twin brothers. Canseco. Uh, Canseco. Sorry. <laughs> Jose Guillen, whole different can of worms. Ozzy Guillen and Jose... I don't uh, even think they're twins, Jose and Ozzy Guillen. I, no, they're definitely not. Jose Canseco and Ozzy Canseco. Uh, Jose Canseco had been uh, contracted to do this box, celebrity boxing match. Uh-huh. And he sent Ozzy Canseco in his place to try to fool the promoter because he didn't feel like doing it. And they were going to, like, what, split the money or something like that? or Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because Ozzy Canseco, basically the only thing he can do is get arrested. Right. But anyway, like in a Three's Company-esque turn of events, uh, they're now in court because uh, Mr. Furley, the boxing promoter, was like, what are you kids doing? Uh, no. <laughs> you, you're twins. <laughs> By the way, Cal, Don Knotts uh, in my fraternity. Yeah, really? A proud member of my fraternity. Yes, that's wow. correct. Wow. That was... That was the big celebrity sell. Don Knotts. <laughs> they had Don Knotts. <laughs> Mr. Furley, wow. There's a picture of him on the flyers, you know, doing the karate thing. The, you know. Anyway. Yeah, I know what you mean. 424-220-1817, the number to call. Cal, who do you like in the uh, in the Butler VCU game? I like VCU. And I like VCU uh, to be, one, to be contrary, obviously. And two, and two, because I like I liked the momentum. I like the way they're playing. They said of the four teams that are left in the NCAA tournament, in the Final Four, VCU has the largest average margin of victory. Wow. Of the four teams. So right. Of, the, of, of all the games that they've won, they've won by, the, by an average of the, of the largest score than the other three, which, which is impressive. Yeah. And, they're, no, they're, I mean, they're, they're not just squeaking by. Like, Butler has what, one, uh, one, what, three buzzer beaters? Yeah, yeah. You know, VCU's, like, winning. <laughs> They are, you know, they're Sheen. they're Sheen style. Uh, I I, I just I like I like the momentum. I think I, I think VCU is, is going to win. Okay, okay. Who do you like in the other game? The uh, <laughs> the D bag coach game. Oh boy. Who do you like? No. Yeah, that's. Uh, I got to root. Well, I'm I'm not really rooting for either one of them. I think Kentucky is going to win. Okay. Um, they're the lesser of two evils. I again, as a St. John's alum and a Big right. East person. We have a we have a very sophisticated saying when it comes to UConn. Yeah, what's that? UConn, you suck. <laughs> and I didn't even feel the need to censor that. Wow, you delivered it uh, with poise and passion. That's how much we hate UConn. So, it's UConn. 
it's UConn. The, you you got very thespian sort of like. Well, that's how that's how it makes you feel. <laughs> you were emoting there. UConn, you suck. And scene at uh, at orientation. That's part of uh, it's part of the orientation package. Is that right? When you go to St. John's, yeah. Right. And the T-shirts, again, late night at St. John's. The number one thing overheard at St. John's, Carnesecca Hall. You con, you suck. Uh, So you're picking against them strictly because you dislike them. Yeah, so I'm going to go with VCU and Kentucky in the national championship a week from yesterday, Monday night. Okay. VCU and Kentucky. And then uh, who do you like in that game? Because we won't be on the air, and we're certainly not going to talk about the NCAA tournament for a fourth week. Well, you know what? Last <laughs> year, we, we said the same thing last year, and then they had that ridiculous game thing. Right. It was, a, it was a silly good game. That's where we had no choice. Unless unless the game was like that, we probably won't talk about it next week. Or unless it's, you know, well, no. we You know what? We have to. And I've enjoyed, mention it. I've enjoyed talking about it with you. It's fun. I've enjoyed this time. Because there are, but honestly, because there are two teams in it that are never there, and it's exciting. And you know what? I got more news for you. Write this down. Stick this in your pipe and smoke it. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and watch VCU Butler. I'm gonna watch that game. No, uh, no, you're not. Why am I not? Because you're gonna be busy. What am I gonna be doing? We're watch- all, we're all gonna be busy that night. Are you saying that I'm going to be in front of the television watching the Metropolitan? No. What? <laughs> oh, it's Saturday night. Right. Oh. Right. So we, we will not be watching that game. It's it's uh wow. Yeah. That's right. It's uh it's 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 fantasy miss. It's fantasy miss. It is. That's right. It's it's Dra- fantasy it's draft miss. That's right. Draft-ica. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> our uh, our fantasy baseball draft uh, one of the few drafts that's still live. Uh, yeah. We're one of the few people, we still do football live, and we still do baseball live. It's the only way to do it. But, you know, and I can understand why people can't do it live anymore, yeah. because, you know, over time, your your network stays the same, but you start spreading out amongst the country, which is great that, that this internet exists. This internet thing? So that you can remain in fantasy leagues. with. Your I, think it, I think it might take off, Cal. I think it's a fad. It's a pass. Uh, so I I uh, I will DVR that game then. How's that? Okay. Yeah, I'm not DVRing that game. I didn't know it was on Saturday night. I didn't know. Yeah, good planning by the commissioner. Oh, wow. <laughs> our, our commissioner, we're not going to tell fantasy stories out of school here because nobody is interested in our fantasy league. However... We can we can tell you that the the commissioner is more maligned than Bud Selig. When your nickname as commissioner is Tyrantinello <laughs> or Little Napoleon, uh, you're doing so. He's he's a mercy. He's tough. He's he tough. is he is a he is Judge Kennesaw Mountain Landis of our fantasy baseball league. He's like a Catholic school nun, right? In many ways, in, in a lot, in a lot <laughs> Out, of ways. Outside of being commissioner, he's stuck in 1952. I, there's a lot of things going on there. No, uh, anyway, our fantasy baseball draft, which is a fun night, Cal. It's a fun night. I'm telling you, it's one of it's one of the nights that I look forward to all year. Yep, draftmas. Um, 
We're going to talk about baseball in just a couple of minutes. Um, but uh, just to wrap up, though, I think it will be Butler and uh, UK in the big game. Okay, so we both pick against UConn. Yes. Mainly because, hey, UConn, you suck. I'm on board. I really, I really have a problem with Jim Calhoun. I really do. Do you have a problem with the fact that they allowed him to continue coaching this year and Absolutely. his suspension is not till next year? Absolutely. I think it's a sham. I don't like that. Uh, I think it's a sham wow. I think it's uh, – you getting this? Over here, this camera. You getting this? Love that guy. Sham wow. Um, no, I think, it's a, I think it's a joke, Cal. It's yeah, an absolute joke that he was not at least suspended for the Big East tournament. Yeah, and I'm not even saying the NCAA tournament. The Big East tournament. Fine. I mean, just it's the NCAA uh, once oh. again covers itself in glory. I mean, uh, the Ohio the, State coach Jim Trestle and you have right. Calhoun and you have Calipari and it's just uh, you yeah, add Trestle least, to this mix and and uh, it's absolutely ridiculous what went on with Ohio State. I don't even want to get into that. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth. It really it, does. It does. And then go back to the purity of that game though. Those NCAA games have been really good. That's good basketball for me. I agree. You know, so uh, I think that's uh, the final. So we'll see. But uh, it's been a fun tournament, and and, uh, overall, I like having VCU and Butler there. All right, let's move on because I have uh, talked enough about the the tournament. What do you want to move on to? I just want to get this in on the Knicks, Cal. Yeah, go ahead. What I was talking about earlier, this idea of Carmelo. Did you happen to catch any of last night's game? Very little. I saw the I saw overtime. Yeah, I, and I saw you know mainly the highlights and then a little bit of overtime. You know, look, we talked about Carmelo a couple weeks ago, Cal, about how like he had a chance to clean the slate and start over and not be a selfish player and mm-hmm. sort of reinvent his image here in New York. And he was off to a terrible start doing that, proving that he's nothing but a selfish player. And, and confirming all the rumors, and George Carl is laughing all the way to you know whatever, to, to Denver, to, to Coors Field. <laughs> and then yesterday during the shoot-around, in the morning, oh, it, tonight's a must-win. Right. You know, And then you watch him play last night, and he pours in 39, yeah, he put 10 boards. Leader. Right. He had 22 in the – or what do you have, like 22 in the second half? He had a big uh, third quarter. Yeah, I, I mean, just a, a ridiculous uh, effort. That's great. Can I see that every night? Yeah, I know. Especially now, I mean, we're not talking about game 15 of the season. Yeah. There are 10 games left. I you know, know, And they're in danger of blowing a playoff spot. Can you turn it on a little bit? Uh, you know, it. you want to commend him for saying it's a must win and then going out there and delivering. But you have to find a little of the selfishness there to say unfortunately, to say, how come you can't do that every night? Where were you against the Bucks? Which was, on, Cal, I, there's a foul on every play, Cal. A foul on every play. You watch that game, too. Depending on the officials that you get, Cal, there's a foul on every play. Do the there officials be, know the rules? There could be a, they could call a foul on every play, yes. But in some games, they do. Some games, they do. Some games, they don't. And so other games, guys are getting mugged. There's no consistency there. Yeah, but it's like like that in hockey, too. It's like that in a lot of sports. Hockey, to me, is more well-defined, Cal. I don't know. Penalties are a little more well-defined. Yes, there are definitely judgment calls, 
a lot of just well, yeah, there you're right. There are more judgment calls in basketball than absolutely. In you, sure. you, you you know you sure you have guys in hockey to me who miss a call. You know they miss the obvious trip or they call the dive when they should, right. or they or you know the other problem that you have in the NHL is the severity of the call. So like they'll give a guy two minutes for elbowing when he should get a ten minute game misconduct for leaving right. his feet and boarding a guy. So at least they called a penalty, but they didn't call a severe enough penalty or whatever. In the NBA, I'm watching that game the other night. Every drive to the hoop is a foul. Yeah. It's, it was the most boring. They, they they were in the penalty. The Knicks were in the penalty like three minutes into the third quarter. I, it was just it was it was unwatchable. It was absolutely unwatchable. Well, that's the problem with the NBA. I have no desire to sit there and watch a guy. Watch a free throw practice. That's what that game turned into. It turned into a free throw practice. Why not just play horse? Let's just make it horse. If you're going to call that many fouls, let's play 21. Why not? I love 21. That was so much fun, right? You know, I'm not very good at basketball. You know this. Uh, I No, I'm not. I, I, I You know, I, I was 5,000 to give. We've talked about it on the show. I'm what? not very good at basketball. You're bad. No, it wasn't bad. It was it wasn't good. Okay. I was never good enough to make a school team, Cal. Never good enough to make a school team. So that's where I put myself in basketball. I don't know if that's true. I didn't. <laughs> I tried out. I got cut. The only sporting team I've ever been cut from in my life. I got the message after I got cut in eighth grade. That was enough for me. You played basketball. You were you were a very solid basketball player. Yeah, but I, I don't I don't know if you're if you're. Either way. I remember you being there. Either, no, I was not on the team. <laughs> not very good. Either way, my my point is I I loved 21 because that was a game I could play <laughs> that oh, yeah. didn't require running. Yep. I think that's one of the main reasons I was a baseball player. And a catcher. And a catcher, no less. No less. Like, really, really want to limit the running. Yeah. You know. Uh, anyway, uh, I couldn't watch the NBA. Now you're gonna. The Knicks are gonna make the playoffs for the first. They're gonna time. make the playoffs. I I don't think we have to worry about that anymore. Right, but the first time in what seven years? Right, they're making the playoffs. Eight years. I want to see 2000. When they got when they got swept by the Nets. By the Nets. Six, seven years. Yeah. I gotta watch. We'll be watching. We're watch. doing the show. I'll be watching. Yes. I tell you what, I got a little message for the NBA, Cal. Better pick it up. Better get your act together. You better put yourself together, because that product that I watched the other night, again, now I don't need to see guys playing twenty-one. I really don't. I don't need to see free throw practice. Well, you know, we talking about practice, Cal. Practice. We talking about practice. Uh, Should I play? I it? Should I play it? You got it. I do. I mean, listen, we talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Not a game, Cal. No. Not a game. Not a game. Not a, not not the game that I go out there and and die for, and play every game like it's my last. Not the God, game. I love it. I love We're it. We're talking so much. about practice, man. Man, I, I love it so much. I'm gonna start calling you man. He's right. man. <laughs> we talk about practice, man. All right. Four two four two two zero eighteen seventeen. The number to call, and it it's time. All right, go ahead. You can oh, ask. No, I just I just gotta ask you: Is he wrong? 
No, he's not wrong. That's why one of the reasons I love it. Because that question at that time, he was definitely not wrong. No. They were talking about him skipping a practice like 79 games into the season. Right. You know, and don't you think you should be practicing with your teammates? And he's saying, dude, I just played 75 games. I'm an all-star. We're going to the playoffs. I took a couple practices off. Meh. Meh? (laughs) Cal, you know what? I'll play this, too. How about this? That's right, folks. It's baseball season. Dr. Venkman. (laughs) All right, that's enough of that. Why? Why? How? Why are you playing that? Because that's the only baseball music we have. Yeah, but Steve, the mere the mere sound of that song will cause negative reactions throughout (laughs) the baseball world. You know, you've just you've just put a curse upon us. <laughs> the Skype feed should should quit any second now. My rib my rib hurts yeah. all of a sudden. Cal just sprained his hammy, and uh, and lost a million dollars. And and Blog Talk Radio just imploded. In fact, we probably just brought down the whole server. Oh my. Uh, it is baseball season, folks. For those of you who are not familiar with uh, the show, the podcast, the Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, the RTU Universe. See what I did there? I like that. The RTU Universe. RTU Universe, yeah. Um, no, we, we love baseball. It's our comfort zone. Uh, we love all baseball. Uh, Cal and I happen to be uh, fans of the Metropolitans, I think, as some of you know. We've been doing the show for a while. It's We're signing. shy about that. Uh, but we love baseball, and, and we are not uh, what I would call Yankee haters uh, anymore, or at least openly. <laughs> yeah. We're not we're not uh, unabashed Yankee haters. We're bashed Yankee haters. I went through I went through a period where I, I hated the Yankees with every ounce of my being. Right, like uh, Madeline Kahn and Clue. Right, <laughs> flames. Burning the sides of my... Fa- I hated them so much. Flame. Sorry, I love that no, one. But that, that, that is how I felt. I, I've, I've, softened, I've softened since then, but I still root against them every chance I get. Well, one of the things we talked about, Cal, since we've been doing this show for, you know, about you know, 14, 15 months, uh, when we first... 15 years. 14, 15 years. We started at WCBS Radio uh, back in no. Uh, we've been doing this show uh, a little while now, and my hatred of the Yankees has softened. Yeah, uh, it's had to because I think we, we're doing the show on a weekly basis, and I'm trying to be a little more objective about them. And also, at the end of the day, I think you and I are both baseball fans. Right. I mean, I think we love the game so much that you know, uh, when they lose in the playoffs, am I upset? No. I'll be honest. Are you happy? Uh, happy is a strong word. Relieved, I think, is a better word. Are you satisfied? I No, I think relieved is the word. All right. Because you don't have to listen to 27 championships, and you're a Met fan, and they stink, and I'm a Yankee fan, and I'm awesome. Right. You know, but anyway. Luckily, they, luckily our friends that are Yankee fans are yeah. not like that. Yes, well, uh, our producer, Dr. E. Ray Statt, uh, is, a, is a huge Yankee fan. He's a great Yankee fan. But it also, we've talked about this before, Cal. 
there's a breed of Yankee fans that do not know what it's like to lose. Well, if you're of a certain age, if you're 20, you know, it, well, if you're 30, you know, Derek Jeter has never had a losing season as a professional baseball player. Well, but that's that's 15 years. It's 16. It's going to be 16 seasons this year. Right, but a, but a, He's 14, only, a 14 year old would remember what 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 it was like. I think 30 is the cutoff. I really do. Yeah, I think it's a little less than that. If you're seven, eight years old, first of all, the Yankees weren't putrid in those years. The Yankees were bad in the early 90s. That's true, but if you were 11, do you really remember that? I would, Tell me how much you remember about the 1985 Mets. The 85 Mets, I loved. They won in 98. Were, okay, well, there you go. You know, and I was 11. All right, that's fair. Good enough. Anyway, all right, so we'll say 25 and under. I give you that. Anyway, uh, I go under. You go. You can take the under. We're gonna do that. We're gonna do. If did if did you find those Cal? I got them. Yeah. The, the over unders. Okay. So uh, we want to talk about baseball. The season is upon us. We want to talk to you about baseball. If you want to give us a shout, four two four two two zero eighteen seventeen. I want to talk about your team. If you're a, a Cleveland Indian fan, a Tribe fan, as it were. If you're a, uh, uh, I don't know, a Philly fan. You know, of the Philadelphia Phillies with the greatest four starting pitchers in the history of baseball ever in history. You're not stopping me, Kyle. You're supposed to be stopping me. <laughs> what do they call them? The four aces? No. Uh, four up, four down, four uh, four of a no, kind. Had an, oh, God, I can't think of what the name was. The fourth was a- squadron of aces. Aces up. I forget what it was. Ace, no. Ace and Gary. That's not. <laughs> the fabulous Philly foursome. I forget it. That's not bad. The fabulous, but but all in oh, pH. <laughs> of course. Anyway, uh, so Cal, give me, before we get into the Mets and the Yankees and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's what I wanted to ask you. This is a weird baseball season for us as Mets fans because, uh, as we were alluding to, negativity rules the day right now. The, the franchise is apparently in the worst, in worse shape than, uh, I don't know, Hollywood, the economy, whatever. Did, did you see Tim McCarver's quotes today? I did. You know, it was nice of him to take a break from inventing the game. Right. Just to tell us that he thinks the Wilpon should sell. Mm-hmm. And that uh, he wouldn't want to be a Met right now. Right. That's nice. Yeah, thanks, Timmy. That's Thank good. you. Thanks, wow. Tim. Good. Good You're stuff. not bitter. You're not bitter at all that they fired you in the late oh. 80s, early 90s, um, that the Metropolitans did. You're also, you don't sound bitter at all because you were a lifelong Cardinal, and you, right. always, you always hated the Mets anyway. Right. So you sound good. You know what he should do, Cal? No. Talk more on the broadcast. Yeah, you don't usually hear too much from him when he's with, uh, with Joe Buck. Yep. He needs to really step it up a little bit, I think, this year. A little more analysis. And when and when he does talk, it, maybe he should repeat the same thing over and over again. Yep. You know what would be great, too? Because you were making a point. That's right. You know what would be awesome? If he could tell me what the player was thinking. Right. At all well, times. He, he has a unique ability to get inside the head of a ball player. Because, you, know, you what? know, he played. That's right. He played and, the game. And he played with Bob Gibson. I don't know if you knew that. He caught him. He was his personal catcher. He mentioned that once or twice. Hey, all right, we're done with McCarver. <laughs> now we're done with McCarver. I was offended by his comments. I'm sorry. I was annoyed. 
I don't know if I was offended, but I was definitely annoyed. I, I like, offend like, easily. <laughs> you really do. I do. <laughs> you're like French. You, you, you get offended very easily. I am. Uh, you're not wrong with that. You're not French, though. I am uh, one quarter French Canadian. If All that right. helps. All right, time out. <laughs> I've known you since we were eight years old. Oh, tell me you didn't know that. I, how did? What's that about? You didn't know that. I did not know part of the organization here at RTU, the Ready to Unload, was hey. French Canadian. What's that about, eh? I am. I am. My mother is half Canadian. She is not. She sure is. Wow. Yes, my my grandparents on my 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 mother's parents were both uh, Canadian citizens. French speaking? They spoke French. They weren't French speaking, but they did speak French. They were born and raised in Montreal. Montreal? Montreal. Were they big friends of Quebec? Uh, <laughs> were they big friends of uh, La Habitant? Uh, I totally they, said that wrong. I made it Spanish. You know who they were fans of? The Nordique. Oh, they love the Nordique. They love the Nordique. Uh, I have yeah. a cousin who works for the NHL. Really? A very, in a very prominent role. Is he named Stasny? He's not named Stasny or Sutter. Is he named Peter Stasny? No, that's not but him. That's P-E-T-R, by the P-E-T-R, way. Yeah, right, of course. Wow, we are completely off baseball. I had no idea you were uh, any part French-Canadian. We. Oui. I lo- All right, take it easy, big guy. <laughs> I love that you've now brought this to the show. I thought this was like the all-Italian-American podcast. No, no, well, and I'm also Irish, you know that. Yes? Obviously. Yes. Yes, my mother. Right, so your mom is half Irish and half French-Canadian. Yeah, so I just, you know, I'm just culturing up the show a little bit. Big time. Were you a big Larry Walker fan? Uh, not really. How about Jason Bay? I like Jason Bay. Well, let's talk about Jason Bay, shall we? Look, Funny Cal, you should mention Jason Bay. We should. What I wanted to ask you is how are you feeling about this baseball season? It's about to start. It's exciting. Uh, it's, 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 you know, upon us, and we love baseball so much. In fact, I think in a couple of minutes we're going to talk a little bit about Major League if we get to it. Because Major League always means the beginning of the baseball season to me. That's right. Um, but, no, how are you feeling about it? About the, the season? In general. In general, I'm excited. I don't think baseball has been healthier in a long time. Um, I, I think it's very healthy. You have to, right? I mean, you, you, you're starting to get rid of the stink of steroids, right? They are, right? Uh, I, I still think it's it's looming. I mean, home you know, runs, are, very, home runs are way down, bond. though, Cal. Right. But see, the Bond stuff, to me, feels like cathartic. Yeah. The Bonds trial every day is like the – I don't care about it. I'm not reading the articles. But to yeah. me, it's like the end of our long baseball national nightmare that he's finally going – we're finally going to get this trial done, and he's going to come out and say he did it. Now, you know, uh, you're hearing about all this stuff every day. But to me, this is like the, the dunoman of the whole PED thing, to use to use a phrase or a word you're familiar with. <laughs> No, you know what I mean, though? Cal, it feels like the end. By the way, uh, the the nickname of, the, just to get back to it, the Phillies starting rotation, R2C2. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, isn't that clever? You get it? So they're going to try to ruin Star Wars for me, too. They're already going to ruin my baseball season. R2C2. R2C2. Yeah. Oh. You see, 
they they got two guys named Roy. That's the R too. Right. And, and then a Cole and a Cliff is the two C's. I see what they did there. Very. I still think four aces is better, or the fabulous Philly uh, uh, foursome. <laughs> With that old school P at the ball in the middle. That's right. I feel um, good about this season too. I, I really do. I'm really. I haven't looked forward with all the strife going on with the NFL and the labor acrimony and stuff like that. And I have not looked forward to a baseball season, even with the diminishing expectations for the Mets. Yeah, I agree. It's been a long time since I've looked forward to a baseball season this much. You know what it is, and and I was thinking about this today too. And I don't know if you feel the same way. We're such diehard baseball fans, and like you said before, we're diehard Mets fans. But but. Above all, we're, we're baseball fans. We grew up on it. It's, it's, it's in our blood. And you always get excited for the beginning of the baseball season, no matter what. But we've, come to, we've had such a horrible winter here in New York. The weather's yes. been so bad, and, and it's just it's the first sign of spring, and, and baseball's right around the corner. And it's just, I don't know. That, for me, that's what, what's got me so excited about it. I, I totally agree. Uh, for those of you outside of the New York area, it has been a ridiculous winter. And and I'm not a I'm not a weather guy. I'm like a big believer in the weather is what it is where you live. Like I agree. You, oh yeah, me too. You know you and I I lived in California for four and a half years. So or in Los Angeles. So I mean I had the great weather. But this this winter even got to me. This winter was like all right we get it and it's still forty degrees out. And they're calling for snow on Friday. We yeah, were talking about I know. Before. But. Uh, there are certain signs, like you go out on that 45-degree day or 50-degree day, and the ground's a little wet, still yeah, a little moist, that. right, and and it just feels like baseball tryouts. Yep. Like it's the first day you can go out and throw the ball around. Yeah, it's gray, and, and there's a little snow like in the corner of the parking lot. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? But so that I, I love. It's the same feeling you get during the fall when you smell that first fire. Like in October or September, and it's that first 50-degree day, and it's like, oh, football season. Oh, I smell football in the air. Uh, Well, now, you know, baseball is sort of the same thing. So I'm pumped for this season. Now, before we're going to do the over-unders, Cal, let's do the over-unders as like uh, the fun load. Okay. Okay, but before we get to that, uh, let's talk about the Mets and Yankees real quick. Okay. The Mets uh, seem to be breaking camp with a good news, bad news scenario. Good news, Beltron uh, played seven innings today, was fine, went one for three, had a base hit. Um, looks like Carlos Beltran is going to break camp and be the opening day right fielder. Yes. It looks like Lucas Duda is going to be the opening day left fielder. Not necessarily. Or Willie Harris or, uh, you know, uh, well, uh, Jason Bay uh, strained a rib cage muscle. Apparently. Uh, so the Mets, again, let's take all the financial crap out of the equation. Let's take the Wilpons. Let's take the Ponzi scheme. Let's take all that crap out of the equation. Always feels like a good news, bad news scenario for this team. Well, yeah. It always it always feels like there has to be some sort of there has to be some sort of negative to offset any kind of positive. Yeah, and and of course, as you texted today when the Bay news broke, when Jason Bay uh, his injury broke, and you said, "Oh, good, because you know we almost had 15 minutes of it not being the end of the world in Port St. Lucie for the Mets." Right, right. So now we can we can get back to doomsday. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's really it's really not the end of the world, but 
anytime something negative happens around this team, you know, columnists and writers have to run with it. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it two weeks ago that the negativity around this team and, and uh, uh, Matt Callahan, who's a, a guy I follow on Twitter, uh, he's a scratch bomb and he also writes for uh, Amazing Avenue and he's a really good Mets blogger. Uh, one of several. There's God. There's a lot of good guys that write for the Mets right now. By the way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, there's Patrick Flood. There's Matt Cerrone. There's uh, uh, there's uh, Matt Callahan. There's of course our buddy uh, Caught Looking at uh, at uh, Metzilla. Greg Prince. Uh, Greg Prince. I mean, really good Met bloggers right now, and good Yankee good bloggers here. Yeah, and and that's the thing. You're finding better writers than the beat guys. Well, yeah. You know, but like he said, and and he 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 said it so well. And it was the condescension that's there in the beat guys. That's what it is. With the Mets. That it's almost like, you know, they're so pathetic we have pity on them. Right. Is what drives you a little crazy. Right. Uh, You know, the Mets are being very friendly to all sorts of new media. Uh, Sandy Alderson, the GM, did a uh, a Twitter press conference with bloggers. Mm Mm-hmm. Terry, Terry Collins did yeah. a, a Twitter uh, press conference with bloggers today. The Mets are trying anything and everything to reach out to uh, the social media, the bloggers, because they realize the beat guys are gone. They're gone. Yeah. They're not going to turn the beat guys around. <laughs> I don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Say it. No, I'm not going to say it. Turn the beat around. I'm not gonna say it. I was singing that song the other day inexplicably. Why? I think something happened with Wesley, and it might have involved a diaper or something, and and somehow turned the beat around, got in my head. Did he get into it with a a, a beat writer on Twitter? <laughs> he did. My four month old son is very advanced. Well, uh, so these days. right. So so there's that with the Mets. Uh, look, they've written. Well, the no, there's more. Well, there's more with the there's more with the Mets. Let's talk about Jose Reyes because Jose Reyes is gone. Jose Reyes has everybody prepared for the beginning of Jose Reyes's last year. That's correct. You know, are, are, is he going to go on the Doctor J farewell tour this year? <laughs> That's, they've, they've got him getting rocking chairs in every uh, stadium across the country. I mean, oh, that's great. If the Mets started giving him gifts. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, you know, last couple of days, years of, years of service, right? <laughs> the key to the city. Oh, I met Met fans. Not to burst your bubble, but this is the last opening day of Jose Reyes on your team. Yeah, well, apparently it's written in stone that uh, you know. Now look, I want to read you this, Cal, uh, and, and I know Doctor Iray uh, would kill me. Our producer would kill me if I did. You know, if he knew I was doing this, I don't care. That's why we can get away with it tonight. Because this is the last I, I want to say about the Mets. Home Alone. Okay. Quote, David Wright on swagger and winning. This is from Mets blog, as posted by Matthew Cerrone. Okay, you ready, Cal? I'm ready. Because if you're not ready to run through a wall and play Met baseball, baseball like it ought to be, <laughs> the teamwork to make the dream work. Oh, he didn't say all that, did he? Catch the fever. Okay. If you're not ready... After this quote, I don't know what to do with you. Ready? Oh, I thought that was his quote. (laughs) He used every slogan for the Mets for the last 25 years. (laughs) Like, wow, David Wright's really been doing his homework. No question the division is winnable. We have a clubhouse of guys who truly believe in that. 
2006, we had a certain type of swagger to us. The only way you become confident and a little bit arrogant is by experiencing that, and lately we haven't experienced that. You've got to practice winning. You've got to be good at it. And that's how you get that confidence back, when you go out there and you practice beating teams and you get good at it. I think that we're going to play with energy. We're going to play with excitement. We're going to play the game the right way. If we're healthy, we're going to win a lot of baseball games, and it's going to be fun watching the New York Mets. Now, was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? No. <laughs> Germans didn't bomb Pearl Harbor. Let him go. He's rolling. I, I, I love hearing that out of David Wright. That sums up how I feel about the, the, the 2011 New York Mets. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sum up how I feel about the 2011 New York Mets. It's a different team. You've got a different energy in that clubhouse. You've got a different makeup of players in that clubhouse. You got rid of a lot of negative energy in Luis Castillo and, and, and Oliver Perez. And I and you brought in just an infectious ball of energy in Terry Collins, who I'm sorry if you're a Met fan, how do you not like this guy? You know, he's, I, he's I just, defy you. I, I you can't. You can't not like him. And and I just you can't help but be excited. Now, in my heart of hearts I know they're probably not gonna contend for a playoff spot. But I see no reason why they can't finish at least five hundred. Right. And I see no reason why they can't be competitive for most of the year, and at least put put a good brand of baseball out there that'll make it fun to watch. Yeah, I, I think cautious optimism is always the word. I think lowered expectations. I think, you know, in the past few years, we've expected this team, without a doubt, to compete for a playoff spot as fans, uh, and maybe even realistically as quote-unquote journalists or quote-unquote uh, having a little more knowledge than just a passing interest in the game and watching the team every day with a critical eye, uh, that if you think about this team, this incarnation in 2011, maybe they're not... Again, if everything breaks right and they stay healthy, maybe they contend for a wild card. I, for one, am not ready to just give the division to the Phillies, however. But I certainly don't see them that... Right, and I certainly don't see the Mets finishing last either. Okay, I, I defy you to tell me how the Nationals and or the Marlins are that much better of a ball club than the Mets are. They're not. They're not. You know, so, look, that's how I feel about the Mets. Now, on the Yankees, Cal, before we get to the over-unders, let me say this. I like where they're sitting. This is a feel around the Yankees, to me, that hasn't been there in a couple years. I feel like the pressure's on the Red Sox. Because of the acquisitions of Adrian Gonzalez and Carl Crawford. And, you know, I, I, boy, if I'm a Yankee fan, I like where they're sitting right now. Yeah, you're right. This is, this is much different than what they're used to. Because, and it's hard, again, it's hard to call the Yankees ever underdogs. Right. Ever. Or the scrappy upstart Yankees. <laughs> you're never, you're never going to do that. But you're absolutely right. The Red Sox are the team to beat, and they have put the target on their back. Josh Beckett comes out and says there's no reason why they can't win 100 games. They right. They won 100 games in 60 years or whatever it is. Yeah. I, I, they, you know, the the they, Yankees could, could kind of fly under the radar just a little bit because everybody's going to be looking at the Red Sox. As much as the Yankees can fly under the radar. Sure. Right. Of course. But I even like the way this spring has sort of gone for them. I mean, outside of, uh, you know, they've gotten great work out of Bartolo Colon and Freddie Garcia. There was a big, you know, concern about that fifth starter spot. Looks like Bartolo Colon's going to take it. Everybody was concerned about their pitching. A.J. Burnett seems to have found himself with the new pitching coach. 
Um, you know, he's the two starter, which is a little surprising to me. Uh, but you know, you got CC there, who's essentially in a contract year. Um, yeah. A Rod looks like he's in the best shape he's been in in years. Right. Years. He's got the blonde starlet. You know, he went from Kate Hudson to Cameron Diaz. So, you know, he had his best season under Kate Hudson, got the world championship monkey off his back. <laughs> I think all, all it really takes is a skinny blonde actress. So you're in good shape there. The Jeter situation is solved. Mariano Rivera is Ponce de Leon, apparently. Right. Uh, a direct descendant. You know, they're, they're in good shape. Uh, and the, some of the pickups that they made, the uh, Andrew Joneses, the Chavezes. Well, here's here uh, here's a couple I've of worked out. I I I like I, yes, they definitely right. Go ahead. No, I just real quick on uh, Curtis Granderson. Yep. They don't know if he's going to be ready to start the season. Yeah, but again, you got you know you got Andrew Jones there. You got guys you can absorb the blow. If he misses two weeks, he misses two weeks. Right, and Pedro Feliciano. Right. He's he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. To start well, the you know, too bad. That's what happens when you give a, a middle reliever, a lefty specialist, eight million dollars for two years. I mean that's uh, I'm sorry, you know I know, oh, I, know. I, I just think it's ridiculous. You don't give a middle reliever two years at eight million. Lefty specialist. Yeah, a loogie. Not even you he's not do. even a middle reliever. No, he's he's a loogie. He's a lefty, absolute lefty specialist. Right. Anyway, they're they're in good shape though, Cal. I I think so, and I I can't see how they won't. They're certainly going to contend for the for the division. I can't see how there's another team that's going to compete for the wild card that's better than them. That's right. Yeah, I think that's a, that, that's accurate. Now, let's go around baseball a little bit before we get into the over-unders, Cal. Okay. Gosh, I love it. There's just, you know, the the San Francisco Giants are world champions. I know. Uh, like, that's just such a nice uh, thing that's happened of late in baseball, other than the Phillies winning. But, you know, there's, there's uh, you know, they they played the Rangers in the World Series. like Giants and Rangers, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if we could have looked at our show, and we can, they're archived. But if we look at our show at the beginning of last season in 2010, uh, we did not have the Giants playing the uh, <laughs> playing the Texas Rangers in the World Series. I don't think so. Look, there's still big market and small market. The discrepancy is still too much. But the Giants proved last year uh, maybe not any of the 30 teams can win, but 18 out of 30 have a shot. 20 out of 30 have a shot. Fair. You know, and that and that's not bad, considering there's no salary cap. Right. That's not bad. Now, who do you? How much you bench? Who you like this year? Who do what I kind like? Of, what kind of sleeper teams do you like? I gotta let me see. I mean, last I remember last year I had picked Chicago White Sox. The White Sox is a sleeper team that I liked. Yes, and they had a decent season. They did. They did okay. Um, can Toronto be considered a sleeper? Absolutely, in that division. Absolutely, because I like because I like Toronto a lot. I love love their starting pitching. Is that right? Ricky Romero, Brett Cecil. I love their starting pitching. Ricky Romero too sounds like a heartbreaker, doesn't he? He sure does. Look at that handsome Ricky Romero taking the mound. He's, so he's definitely on posters. He's <laughs> you know, look, he's so handsome that Ricky Romero. Like there's a, it's a big full size poster on the wall, and it's just it's Ricky Romero. This is like this a, is. This is the other th- right. <laughs> Tossing a baseball in the air, right? Like, but he's on like a sports car, right? Clearly with sunglasses on, right? And this is what one of the other things that's great. Not only like the the great names for baseball marketing, 
But there's just great baseball names. I was talking to uh, uh, my buddy, the Big Tribe fan, Cal, my buddy yeah. Alan. And he was giving me the you know the season preview for the tribe, and they have a third base prospect. Oh uh, yeah, Chisenhall. Lonnie Chisenhall. Is that come on? Look come that. on. I I said he might as well be Archibald Moonlight Graham. <laughs> that is a magnificent name, Lonnie and kid, Chisenhall. And the kid can rake apparently. Yeah, I, I know. Lonnie Chisenhall. That is the best baseball name. It's just a baseball name. It's a baseball star's name. He's a third baseman. You would put that into baseball stars. Uh, well, they only allow six. <laughs> they only allow six right? characters. That's correct. So you couldn't actually get. You anybody. couldn't. If you, you were do, creating a player in any other video game. You could do C H S N H L. Chisenhall, yeah. Right, and that would be short for Chisenhall. What a great name! But that's another. You hear certain names. Yeah, there's just some good names out there. They're absolutely baseball names. Uh, what do you think of that tribe team? I think they're going to be bad. <laughs> I, I, you know, I just, I don't I like, I don't like a lot about it. Yeah, I, the, the pitching staff is like a twenty-six year work in progress. You know, I'll be interested. I'll be interested to see if, Gra- if Grady Sizemore can bounce back a little bit. Yeah, me too. From a fantasy perspective, too, because I've always like a fantasy. Wow, I said that really. <laughs> what was that about? Fancy. A, fa- a fantasy. I remember my, you know. Long time ago, fantasy baseball was in its you know early stages of of my life with with my wife. She um she <laughs> thought I said fancy baseball. <laughs> so <laughs> I had you know what she says. What the hell is fancy baseball? <laughs> so 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 that became the running joke. So of course. Year, now you know you're playing fancy baseball. What when is your fancy baseball draft? Right, you get dressed up in tuxes. And <laughs> That's right. It's a formal affair. Right. Maybe a monocle is involved. It's a cane, monocle. Certainly you, a cane. You go Mr. Peanut style to your Mr. <laughs> Mr. Monopoly. I grow a thin mustache just for the occasion. <laughs> Fancy baseball. Uh, Grady Sizemore, another great baseball name. Grady Sizemore is a great name. Oh, my goodness. You know, when we were thinking of Buster names. Buster Posey. Buster Posey. Come on. Oh, my goodness. When we were thinking of names for, uh, for Wesley, you know, that was a definite consideration. You got to give me a good baseball name. Grady Sizemore. <laughs> Grady Sizemore was a consideration. That's right. My and my wife is like, who? What? <laughs> what is wrong? No, thanks. Yeah, and then I get the sigh. Go play fancy baseball. She who says, do you like, Steve? I, you know, I. <clears throat> go, go play fancy baseball while you're at it. I think a team like the Brewers uh, could be back. Yeah. Uh, I, I I like the Brewers a lot in that AL Central. I uh, I I think the Astros are going to be a little better uh, in the, in the NL. I do. Tell me why. I you know just uh, young guys on that pitching staff that maybe come a little faster. They have a nice first baseman whose name escapes me at this moment, but he's a fantasy sleeper that I like Brett a little bit. Wallace. That's right, correct. Brett. Well, somebody's done their homework for Saturday. Some homework. Somebody's done their fancy baseball homework. Brett Wallace, um, Brett Wallace was traded. By to three different teams. Like he started with St. Louis, then he went to Toronto. Well, St. Louis, he's blocked. He's I mean, you can't fault him for being behind Albert Pujols. He was a big Toronto pro, uh, prospect, and then he got traded to St. Louis and then to Houston. I'll tell you who I don't like. Well, don't like? I don't like them to win 115 games, and that's the Phillies. And if I hear one more person tell me that, now look, I'm not going to say that the Mets have a better lineup or blah, 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 blah. But I am certainly, with that lineup, not ready to just turn over the NL East 
to the Philadelphia Phillies. Cal, it's not a great lineup. I agree. All right, Jason Worth is now out of that lineup. Raul Abanez is at least 47 years old. Chase Utley? Chase Utley. I didn't even want to say that, but when you're picking up Luis Castillo, I know. All right, to help you out, Brad Lidge starts the season on the DL. There's your closer. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, you have the four, the fabulous Philly foursome. R2C2. R2, I refuse to call them that, outright refusal. <laughs> uh, yes, the starters are great. That that uh, Jimmy Rollins is a year older and a step slower. Uh, you got huge years out of Placido, Domingo, Polanco. Right. You got a huge year out of Carlos Ruiz. You know, Ben Francisco and uh, and Dominic Brown are the two uh, guys in the outfield that are going to try to replace Jason Worth. Shane Victorino, uh, maybe it's just because I can't stand him, but, you know, is Shane Victorino that big of a player? He's good. He's all right. I think he's, he's right? underrated. I think he's, uh, he's all right. Most, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the game, and I can't stand him. Well, he's got to be top five hated, right, for you? For me, absolutely. He yeah. might be number one. He could. He could very well be number one. At this point, he might be number one. Yeah, he may be dancing in the one spot all by himself. I'll never forget the first time I saw him. It was uh, 06 or 07. Went to a Mets-Philly game with K-Mac, right? Uh-huh. And it was the 16-inning game where Beltran won with the walk-off home run. Yeah, I remember that. Right. Uh, K-Mac and I stayed that whole game. I think it was 07. It was 07. And Shane Victorino was in the game, and we had no idea he was Hawaiian. Nobody knew who he was yet. At that point, no. Right. So the Phillies had Shane Victorino. They had Sal Fasano in that game. Right. They had, and like two other Italian guys. That was and, the game that Ryan Madsen pitched like seven innings in relief. And he threw like a one-hitter. Right. He threw like seven one-hit innings in relief. I remember that. But they had like three other Italian guys playing in that game. And we were making jokes all day about how they were going back to Sal Fasano's after the game because his mother was making dinner. And they were like, you know, let's hurry up and get this game over with because Sal Fasano's mom was making meatballs. <laughs> and there was gravy on. And we thought Shane Victorino was Italian. Because, <laughs> you know, Victorino, who knew he was the flying Hawaiian? What Italian do you know that's named Shane? Ah, uh, boy. You know. It's a challenge. I didn't say I, we thought he was 100% Italian off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. You know, up until about 40 minutes ago, I thought you were half Italian. I am you know, half Italian. I, I, yeah, I didn't know there was any French-Canadian in there. Yeah, well. I thought your mom was half Irish and half Italian. I thought you were 75% Italian. That's where my love of hockey and SCTV comes from. <laughs> I, love, I, I love those two things. I'm not half Canadian. You don't need to, you don't need to be Canadian to no. love those two things. So, <laughs> Bob and Doug McKenzie, can we get them on the show? Hey, what's that about you, Hoser? So tonight's show is like about how, like, how come, like, there's like all sorts of tables in the in the donut shop, eh? But nobody nobody ever eats there. So like, that's tonight's show. You ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, SCTV underrated, Cal. Very underrated. Loved it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but getting back to the Phillies, and then uh, let's do the over unders. I don't um. You know, I, I they have to stay healthy. Obviously, that pitching staff is magnificent. Don't get me wrong. But they're going to have trouble scoring runs. They did last year. I think right here on this program, I said that, and you agreed wholeheartedly, that the Giants could beat them. 
in the yeah. playoffs because the better pitching will shut down that offense, and that right. offense at times goes into slumps of astronomical proportions, enormous, you would even say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they win 90 games, maybe 92. Okay. Uh, they're not a juggernaut to me, and they don't run away with the NL East. They don't run away with it. I don't think so either. I think, I think Atlanta is, is certainly going to be a factor this year. You want to talk about young pitching. Talk about it. Tell me about it. I'll talk it. about it. Tommy Hansen. I'll throw sure. Tommy Hansen at you. I'll throw, uh, I'll throw a name like uh, Yard Jurgens at you. Right. There's a lot of J's with him. Remember him? Yes, I do. I drafted him years ago when he was a rookie. I always thought he was from the Netherlands. With he that is. Name. He is, right? Yeah, he is. He's okay. from, he might be from the uh, uh, Antilles, the, the Dutch Antilles. Oh, okay. Antilly Lane? <laughs> Captain Wedge Antilles. And then, uh, what? That's Star Wars. Okay. No, that was Wedge. His buddy Wedge. Wedge, Wedge, right. Wedge. Showing my geekitude. I mean, wow. And then, um, who else do they have? <laughs> Tim Hudson. Well, Tim Hudson. They have Mike Miner. Another kid, named, kid by the name of Mike, Mike Miner. They have the Venters kid in the bullpen uh, to go with uh, uh, Gimbrel. Uh, they have Derek Lowe anchoring the staff as a veteran. Uh, they went out and picked up uh, uh, Dan Ugla to play second base, put him in that lineup. They have the Hayward kid who everybody loves. Freddie Freeman gets the first base job. Uh, and, and, of course, he's miles better than Ike Davis because Ike Davis right. is on the Mets. Ike Davis is the fifth best first baseman in the league. In the That's division. correct. In the division, right. not the That's league, right. the division. That's right. That's right, because uh, Adam LaRoche is better than him. Um, and Gabby Sanchez, clearly much better than him. Yeah, Gabby Sanchez and- uh, Mike tough, Morse. Tough go if your name's Gabby. If, if you are a um, if you are a man. Yes. Tough gig. I would not want. I would not want that gig. How do you like that? Um. The name Gabby. Yeah. I don't think I'd sign up for that. All right. Good. Well then. You want to do some over unders? I would love to. Before we do that, did you know that Eddie Coons was traded today? Yes, and we got Dykstra's kid, didn't we? No, we got we got a guy named Alan Dykstra. He's Lenny. Related. He's, he's Lenny related. Dykstra's kid. He is not. That's Cutter Dykstra. Oh, didn't Alan Cutter Dykstra. Dykstra just get traded too? Yeah, he did. He got traded to. Um, he was traded from Milwaukee to. San Diego. No. no. Seattle. No. Toronto. No, uh, Washington. Philippines. That's he right, for Nigel Morgan. For Nigel Morgan. Um, right. His, his kid's name is Cutter? Cutter Dykstra, yeah. That's fantastic. But that's that's the great part about the fact that the Mets picked up a guy named Alan Dykstra, who is not related to Lenny, to Lenny Dykstra. Dykstra. right. And there is a kid who is related to Lenny Dykstra playing in the major leagues. Who was, cut, who was traded the day before yesterday. And it's not him. Right. Anyway. I, I don't think either Dykstra is going to play a part. In either the Mets or the Washington season. Probably not, but um, immediately the Washington Dykstra is a better prospect than the Mets Dykstra. Of course. Just so you know. Right. All right, so how do you want to do this? Let's, let's just uh, read them down for me. and we'll, you go, are, we doing all thir- are we going to do all 30? We got 12 minutes. Why, you got something to do? I got nothing. I got nowhere to be. <laughs> you got something you want to plug before we do that? No, but here we go. Calvi's going to be at the ha-ha hole. In uh, Tulsa. In Totowa. In, in Totowa. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 
Him, him and Jim Carrey are going to be doing the. Uh, he's opening for Dan Cook. <laughs> Me and in, Colin Quinn. You and Colin Quinn, and uh, at uh, Moose Jaw in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. And then at the uh, at the Laugh Factory in uh, Hackensack. Yeah, that's right. It's a good show. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Run it. Do it. Okay, Boston Run. Red Sox. I'm familiar with their work. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the number. You're gonna tell me over or under. Is that how we're gonna do this? Let's. Uh, or do yeah. you want to guess what the over under is? No, we only have 11 minutes. <laughs> Just give me, give me the number, and I'll tell you over or under. All right. Boston uh, Red Sox. Now make sure you're, you're writing this down, right? Oh. Oh. I am now. <laughs> my understanding, there'd be no math. Hi. You want to uh, you want to make party with uh, over under line? Is that what we should do? I, <laughs> you don't have a pen? I got a pen. All right. Here we go. Your pen is not going to help me. <laughs> I, have an, I have an RTU pen, no less. No, you don't. I do. How come I don't have one of those? <laughs> because you don't get any of the marketing material. I know, I know. I'm never around that day. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's, let's Boston, do this. Boston Red Sox, 95 and a half. Over, under. Uh, under. I'm going over. That means they got to win 96 to get it, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the Orioles are too good. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> I'm going over. All right. Okay, Yankees. 91 and a half. Over. I go over also. I put them at 93. We're not getting that specific, are we? For the Yankees, I will. Okay. Uh, I'm not. Tampa Bay. 84 and a half. Ooh. See, the AL East is so hard, Cal. It is hard. Because they beat the crap out of each other. Literally. I'm going to say... Oh. Tampa Bay, 84 and a half. They got to win 85 to go over. Yeah. I can't go even, huh? Uh, they're not going to win 84 and a half. <laughs> a rain out after six innings? That should count as a half a win. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go under. Yeah, I'm going over. I'm going to say like 84, though. But. Yeah, I'm going, I'm, and I'm saying like 87. All right. They're going over. Uh, Tampa Bay, I just did. Toronto Blue Jays. Yes, you love them now because you're a French Canadian. Yeah, but because that's you're, Toronto. You're a Canuck. Yeah, but that's the American Canadian. That's Toronto. I would have loved the Expos. Right, right. Los Exposiciones. Les Expos. Les Expos. Um, and Rusty Staub. La Grande Orange. La Grande Orange. <laughs> right. Uh, what do you got? 76 and a half. Ooh. I'm going to say under. You don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. I'm going to go over also. Okay. And then Baltimore, 76. Over. Even. Over. Yeah, I'm going to go over too. So I'm actually, I've actually gone over on all five. <laughs> you, you love the AL East this year. I do. You are going nuts. I, I tell you, the Baltimore Orioles, watch out, Cal. I like what Buck Showalter is doing. I like the Rex Ryan approach. I think there's a little too much hype surrounding them right now, though. And by the way, you know, here in New York, uh, much was made about Buck Showalter's comments, Cal. And we talked about it a little bit about how he sort of, you know, announced his presence with authority by saying Jeter, you know, acts a little too much on the inside pitches. And, you know, he screams at Jeter to sort of let his team know that, hey, like, I don't care if he's Derek Jeter. We're on the same field as him. All right. Things that I really, and then about Theo, you know, let's see what he does in a small market, and you know, all things that like are direct shots over the bow of direct. these teams to say, you know, we're not going to get pushed around anymore. 
And somehow a certain talk show host here in New York, sports talk show host, decided that that wasn't offensive to Jeter. Like he wasn't he wasn't taking a shot at Jeter. You know, I mean, you know, Jeter does that. You know, it's not that big a deal. Yes, he was. See the writing on the wall, and I like that he did it. I love yeah, that he not? did it. Why not? You know what? Watch out for the Orioles. That is some lineup, my friend. You got you got Vladdy there. You got Craig Reynolds there now. Mark you know, Reynolds. Uh, Mark Reynolds. Thank you. <laughs> this is proving to be one Matt of Weeders. <laughs> Matt Weeders. It's proving to be one of your many functions on this show. I'm like an editor. Is to correct the first name mistakes that I make. Really good with pronunciation, not so good with the first name. Do you want me to not? No, I love it. This is, I, I'm, but I'm like sure? this. In, I'm like this in real life. It's the same thing. Maybe you need someone just walking around editing you all day. I, I, <laughs> I got married. I, uh, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 uh, knock it off. Take my wife, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I take my wife everywhere she finds her way home. Uh, Steve Lawrence has joined the show. <laughs> Stephen Eady. <laughs> no, I was gonna. I'm, I'm terrible at that in real life with meeting people, Cal. You forget their and, names and forgetting their names. Oh, I'm awful. Oh. Like immediate, like immediately upon immediately being introduced within literally within thirty seconds. Wow. So bad. It's so bad. Minnesota Twins. Yes. Eighty six. Eighty six. Getting stuck in my throat there. Eighty. You know what? I'm I'm seeing a down year for the Twins. I'm tired of them. Yeah, me too. I'm going under. I'm going under also. Yeah, I've had enough. I like that. How about the White Sox at 84 and a half? I like the White Sox this year. Okay. I do like the White Sox this year. I'm going to take uh, 84 and a half, you say? Good, yeah. sir. Yeah. I'm going to take over. I'm going to go under. Really? So you don't like the White Sox this year? I like them, just not that much. I like you don't, them you don't like them like them. No, no, no. I, I mean, I pass him a note in class, but I don't know. Right. You're not ready to commit to going to a dance with them, say. I'm not getting ice cream. No. I'm not sharing a malted. Who is? <laughs> Marty McFly? What? You'd be surprised. <laughs> we were talking uh, about uh, Marty McFly earlier, where we had Christopher Mad Dog Russo as Doc Brown. As <laughs> a DeLorean, yeah. Brian. Invented a time machine out of a DeLorean. It doesn't make any sense. Seven one eight nine three seven sixty six sixty six. Here's Miko with the Flash. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, White Sox. Who's next? Uh, Detroit Tigers. Eighty four. Oh, I like the over on the Tigers. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like the Tigers in that division. How about the Indians at 71 and a half? You know what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, my buddy Alan will kill me if I don't go over. I'm going to go over and say they win 72. <laughs> Slightly over. Yeah. And then uh, the Royals, Kansas City Royals, 68 and a half. Over. Alex Gordon is back. Big, big over. Alex Gordon is the Babe Ruth. Uh, he's finally going to pay off, Cal. Is the kid Eric Hosmer going to be playing for them this year? I hope so. And uh, Mike Mutsakis, <laughs> shortstop prospect. Yes. I, again, if you're the Royals, why not? What are you saving them for? 
They're going to be good. To trade them to the Yankees? Just let's get it over with. In my ESP in the magazine that I have right here, yeah, there's there's a whole feature on the uh, the young Royals, upstart Royals, the upstart Royals. I like it. Nice, Mike Musakis. Mike Musakis. Uh, he sounds like a dish at the at, at the diner <laughs> at your at your your Greek diner here in Astoria. I'm gonna have the Musakis. Right. Um, and it's kind of How'd you know that's where I was going? So that's, that's the logical next step. <laughs> the Mootsakis is delicious. It's got to be a little lamb in it. Uh-huh. It's good. Um, Kansas City Royals, 68 and a half. We just did that. We're both yeah. going over. Yeah, we're going over. We like them. How about the Texas Rangers? Okay. And the American, American League champions, 86 and a half. Over. Really? Yep. I'm going under. Wow. So it's that's it for them. I think the bubbles burst. <laughs> Yeah, it could it could be. I no, I like them over there. I think they're I think they're going to be just fine. Oh, we have two minutes left. We better hurry up. Yes. Okay. Unless uh, we go to overtime. Why not? We'll finish this. We How's will that? finish this for the podcast. That's correct. We might have to say goodbye to our live listeners. That listener. Right. Right. A's <laughs> eighty three and a half. Everybody likes the A's again, huh, Cal? Uh, yeah, they always do. They're like a big sexy pick. Yeah. Uh, I like them. Eighty-three and a half. You say, good man. Yes. What did I just take the over on on the Rangers? Eighty-six and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over on the A's. Okay. I'm gonna take the over also. Okay. Do you see them? Do you see them winning the AL West? I do, actually. The Oakland A's. The Oakland Athletics. Okay. Gonna win the division. Uh, the Angels. The California Angels. Of Anaheim. To me, they're the California Angels. They'll always be Gene Autry's band of merry men. That's right. Uh, what's the over-under, please? 83. Oh, man. I can't take this whole division over. Why not? I took the entire American League East over. That's a good point. 83 is like a... Uh, they're 83 on the nose? On the dot. I'm you going wanna, even. You want to go even? All right. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's fine. I'm going under. Wow. So you feel you feel like Sosha's going to struggle? L? Yes. Wow, that's rough. Sammy Sosha. <laughs> wow. Mike Sosha, who the guy who hit the most crippling home run maybe in Met history. One of. Yeah. Along with Terry, Terry Pendleton. Terry Pendleton, sure. Uh, Seattle Mariners, 70. Uh, pretty, pretty. <laughs> uh, boy, they're not good. They're not a good team. Uh, I'm going to go over, though. Okay, I'm going under. I think they're really bad. Wow, you see like a 65-win season there? 66, 67. They're bad. Nice. They're that bad. All right, let's move over to the National League, the senior circuit. Let's go to the senior circuit. If we uh, lose the live listeners, we've certainly enjoyed it, uh, and definitely tune into the podcast where we finish Thanks this off. Thanks for off. listening. Yep, thank you very much for listening, and we'll we'll check in with you guys. Uh, uh, actually, no, Cal, we can stay on live. We can? Right, because I put the show for two hours. For that reason, so we can go over. We're live, baby. Let's do this. We're doing live. <laughs> Is anybody alive out there? Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Get the script, and we'll do it live. Wow. Just give it to me. We'll do it live. Try not to do Bill O'Reilly ever again on our program. Is that bad? 
It was good. It was a good I- imitation, but yeah, look, let's hey. keep the politics out of it. Hey, don't don't push your politics on me, pal. <laughs> Philly's ninety six and a half. Was that a quote from the Christopher Walken census sketch? <laughs> Sir, Florida is a state. Hey, don't push your politics on me, pal. This is just a novelty card saying <laughs> welcome to Florida. For those of you who don't know what the hell we're talking about, it's a great sketch when Walken hosted Saturday Night Live a while back where uh, he's a clueless guy for this. And th- I think they tried to do it again with Betty White, right? They did try to do it again. Yeah, but it could not top Walken doing the census. I have dual citizenship. United States and Florida. Florida is a, uh, a state, sir. It's part of the United States. Hey, don't push your politics on me, man. <laughs> Let's see. There's my wife. She's a bobcat. <laughs> the best line in that one, Cal? The best line that I still use to this day? <laughs> so how many people would you say live in your apartment? Uh, Eighty-five. There's 85 people in that apartment. Well, let's count. There's, my, there's me, my wife, she's a bobcat, and a few plants. Wow, I guess I really overshot it with the 85. I just really want to win that car. Such a great line. Okay, one. where are we? Phillies, 96 and a half. Under. Yeah, got to go under. Braves, 87 and a half. Over. Over as well. Marlins, 82. On the dot. Under. Over. Going over. I I don't know why they're supposed to be good. I don't get it. They're not going to be great, but they're going to win 84 games. Okay. The Mets at 77. You know what I'm going to say. Do you you even have to ask? No, we're both going way over. (laughs) Let Let me... Now, I'm getting this information from ESPN. Yeah who did a, a poll of 10 experts, uh, use air quotes, experts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the Mets at 77. Of the 10 experts that they polled, eight of the experts said under 77. Right. Which makes me go over even more so. Right. Makes me more convinced that they're going to win 82 games. I agree. National, 71 and a half. Over by a half a game. I think they're going to go under. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to go under two. They're a terrible team. They're not good. I don't know what, who is telling me that that why there's no Strasburg, right? I, I, did I miss that? No, he's not playing. Bryce Harper is not old enough yet. Bryce and and plus, uh, you know, rolled his ankle, and let's see how durable he is. Right. He's 18. Okay. Jason Worth has never carried a team before. It, it, Jason Worth it can take his uh, Citizens Bank 28 home runs to uh, the friendly confines of uh, D.C. Yeah. Not if he hits 15 home runs this year, I'll be surprised. They're not going to be that good. No, they're a 60 to five win team. At best, really? At best. Well, that's... Okay. All right, so I'm going under. I'm going to go under too. How about good. Cincinnati? How about them? The Cincinnati Reds, 85. Joey Votto and the boys. Joey Votto and the gang. Uh, 85. I don't love their staff, Cal. Got some good, they got some good arms. Mike Leak. I'm going to take him on the nose. I'm going to take him on the nose. You're going to go even? I'm going to go even at 85. I think that's a gimmick that you like to use. It is a gimmick. Sorry. It is. It is. It's like uh, the internet. I'm going under. Wow. Okay. Don't like the red lengths. All right. I don't like them. I don't like them at that extent. Okay. 
Fair enough. No, listen, when I say under, I don't want anybody to be misled that I don't like them. No, we're talking about a game here or there in most instances. Exactly, pretty much. Exactly, except in the Mets case when we're talking 10 games over. Right. They're going to shatter the record for going over. The over-under. Over the over the under. Under. Over. Done. Roger, Roger, Roger. Roger, Victor. What's your vector, Victor? What's next? Brewers. At? 85 and a half. Over. Yeah, me too. Uh, the Cardinals, 83 and a half. No Wainwright. I'm going under. I'm saying it's a down year. Yeah, I'm going to go over slightly. Pool holes over their heads, and I, I, I don't like their bullpen. I'm going under. Do you think the pool holes thing is going to be a distraction? I do. There's such a baseball-crazed uh, city. Don't care. It's got to be a distraction, Cal. He wants $300 million. Yeah, no. That's He's what I not, well, not going to get it. I mean, yeah. Speaking of a farewell tour. You said under, right? Yes. And I said over. Believe it. Uh, I'm actually going to change and go under. I agree with you. All right, sir. I reserve the right to make changes like that. I've talked you into it. You did Cubs, 81 and a half. Oof. I have no idea what to make of this team. I got a buddy. He's called us before, my big Cub fan, Craig. Yes. Uh, or Mini Ditka. And I have no idea what to make of this team. I'm going to say under. I'm going over. Yeah, you like him a little bit? I actually like him a lot. Wow. I, I think the Cubs and the Brewers are going to fight for the, uh, the, for the division. Central. All right. I'm going to stay under. Right. Here's your team, the Astros that you like so much. Yeah, what's the what's the number? You like them, right? What's the number? Astros are at seventy one and a half. Over. <laughs> shattering. At seventy three wins. They're gonna shatter it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over with them as well. And then the Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Oof. It's rough, uh, Cal. It's really bad. How has it gotten that bad? Sixty-seven and a half for the Pirates. You know what? I'm going to go over. I feel bad. I'm going to go under. I feel bad for them. I think the the Pirates and the Mariners are the two worst teams in baseball. You're looking at 60-win teams? Low 60s, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go out to the NL West home of the world champion San Francisco Giants and then wrap this bad boy up. Okay, they start at 88 and a half. San Francisco Giants? Defending champions, 88 and a half. Under. Barely, but under. I got to go over. Okay. You think they're a 90-win team? I think the pitching is just too good. Yeah, that's true. You know what? I'm going to go over, too. They're a 90-win team. I mean, they're, they're you know, everybody talks about... And they're going to be better offensively. And they're going to be better offensively. Everybody talks about the... um, The Phillies, right. Phillies pitching. Giants pitching is just as good. Yep. Linscombe, Kane, Sanchez, and Bumgarner. Pretty solid. It's really good. Uh, The Rockies at 86.5. Under. I like them at 84, 83, 84, one team. I'm going to go over. I think I think Giants and Rockies are going to come down to the wire. All right. Fair enough. You know, you know, Clint Hurdle's not there to do it anymore. That's okay. Cargo is. Yes. No, you don't have to tell me about Cargo, my friend. I, no, I don't. The Dodgers, the divorces, the Los Angeles divorces. <laughs> what do you got? 84. Let me oh. guess. You're going to go even, aren't you? Yes, I am. 
I knew it. I uh, love it. I'm going to go under. I don't think they're going to have a very good year. Yeah, if, if the Mets are in turmoil, what's going on with the McCourts? Oh, my gosh. No, that's fine, though. They're fine. The Hatfields and the McCourts. That's, yes. Right? The Los Angeles divorces. Uh, yeah, they they could have a terrible year. I'm I'm still gonna go on the nose, 84. Okay, how about the San Diego Padres at 75 and a half? Adrian Big Gonzalez surprise last year. They put Latos on the DL today. You don't like that? They've lost Adrian Gonzalez. I'm gonna say under. It's back to earth for the San Diego Padres. I think I'm gonna go. Um, I think I'm gonna go under as well. All right. And finally. Yes. To wrap it up. The D bags. I mean, the D-backs. <laughs> the D-backs. Can we say that on the radio? I just did. What's the number? After 11. The Arizona Diamondbacks at 72.5. Over. I think I'm going to go over also. Yeah, not much. They're not that bad. All right. Well, you've written all this down. I we have. will revisit this. Do you want to know uh, how many we differ on or no? Yeah, if you can. Yeah, do it. I'll do that. One, two, three. And 11. 11 we get from. Wow. Interesting. Could get, uh, it could get kinky. Well, we're going to certainly enjoy it. Welcome back, Baseball Cal. Final unload? My final unload is Welcome Back, Baseball. Couldn't come soon enough. Let's go match. And I'll uh, just throw out a quick get well soon to our buddy PJ, friend of the program, pop culture PJ, a little under the weather there. Uh, but glad you're out of the uh, infectious disease wing of the hospital and uh, we'll talk to you down the road alright we'll see you folks next week uh, we might be joined by a very big guest so hopefully you'll join us and uh, for Brian Calvi I'm Steve San Pietro. thanks for listening to the show and the podcast and the whole thing we'll see you soon good night everybody good night Brian good night With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.